Section 8 of Shakespeare Identified. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Shakespeare Identified in Edward de Vere by J. Thomas Looney. The Stratfordian View, Part 7. The only thing that can be described as a reliable personal reference to William Shakespeare in the whole course of his life was made in 1592 when Green attacked him as an upstart crow, beautiful in the feathers of others. Chettle, the publisher's subsequent apology, is couched in terms which indicate the intervention of highly placed and powerful patrons. Clearly, Shakespeare had behind him some friend that writers and publishers could not afford to ignore. At that time, nothing had been published under his name. His London career was just opening, and this, we repeat, is the only thing that can be called a personal incident in the whole of his London record, which, according to modern Stratfordians, continued for twenty years after this affair. As a matter of fact, his own attitude in this so-called incident was purely passive, Chettle's apology making no reference to any protest or resentment on the part of the man attacked, but solely to the divers of worship who had made representations on his behalf. After this, it would appear that no one ventured upon personal references, good, bad, or indifferent. The experience of Chettle was evidently a warning to others. Subsequently, Venus and Lucrece were published with Shakespeare's name as author, and we then get a few references to the poems, such as any reader of the works might have penned. Yet Tarquin plucked his glistening grape, and Shakespeare paints poor Lucrece rape. 1594 the year of the publication of Lucrece. All praiseworthy Lucretia, sweet Shakespeare. 1595. And Shakespeare, thou whose honey flowing vein, whose Venus and whose Lucrece, sweet and chaste, thy name and fame's immortal book have placed. 1598. This is all that we have in the period prior to the actual publication of the dramas. They are self-evidently inspired by the poems, make no reference to the plays, and have nothing more to do with the man than could be learnt from the works, a fact to which the spelling and splitting up of the name Shakespeare bears witness, nor have they anything to do with him as an actor. Not till we reach the year 1598, the year in which the first of the dramas with Shakespeare's name were published, do we meet with any contemporary reference to Shakespeare as a writer of plays. By this time we are justified in supposing that William Shakespeare was duly established at Stratford. Here again there is no personal reference, the name merely appearing in long lists of ancient and contemporary writers, with an occasional remark upon the quality or contents of the work published under their names. This work of Francis Mare's, his Pilatus Timia, at the same time bears testimony to what may be called the high classic quality of Shakespeare's English in the eyes of contemporary scholars, and also to Shakespeare's familiarity with the ancient classics. In 1599, we meet with another literary reference, in which, in addition to Venus and Lucrece, the plays of Romeo and Richard, second or third, are referred to. These plays had already been published. In 1600, the name again occurs in a list of over twenty poets of Elizabeth's reign. In 1604, his name appears along with Johnson's and Green's in couplets calling for verses in honor of Elizabeth. Again in 1604, the year of the revised edition of Hamlet, 
the name occurs in a literary reference to this play and in sixteen o three or five in another list of contemporary poets in the return from parnassus written sixteen o two printed sixteen o six he is first and most particularly mentioned as the author of venus and lucrece and afterwards as one of those that pen plays such is the character of all the contemporary references which the industry of hallowell phillips has brought together references that is to say of people who knew shakespeare in print but who have nothing to tell us about william shakespeare in the flesh the single instance of a contemporary reference to the man after the fifteen ninety two affair the sole anecdote of shakespeare that is positively known to have been recorded in his lifetime s l is a wretched immoral story evidently the invention of some would-be wit a story which is rightly discarded as apocryphal by most authorities on both sides of the question the magnitude of this omission of real contemporary reference to the personality of the man can only be appreciated by those who for any special purpose have had to search into the collections of elizabethan documents that have been published or who know anything of the immense amount of personal details concerning the most unimportant of people preserved in our various local histories such a silence seems only explicable on the assumption that the utmost care was taken to keep the man out of sight it has already been pointed out that none of his activities in stratford has left the slightest trace of a letter from his pen the same strange feature marks his middle period in london again it is not merely preserved autograph letters which are conspicuously absent but there is a total absence of evidence or even rumour that he ever corresponded with a single soul at the same time literary men of recognised inferiority to shakespeare were the regular correspondents of the aristocratic patrons of literature and even when the actual letters are missing traces of such correspondence can be found in the literary history of the times in william shakespeare's case there is not the faintest trace even ben jonson separated by many miles and for many years from his idol makes no suggestion of letters having passed between them at any time nor during these years is there the slightest record of any of those things by which a genius impresses his personality upon his contemporaries outside the printed works nothing but blank negation meets us whenever we seek to connect this man with any of those things by which eminent literary men have left incidental impressions of themselves upon contemporary life as then we have the best authority for saying that he had nothing to do with the publication of the dramas and even the poems which contained shakespeare's dedication to the earl of southampton had no author's name on their title-page if william shakespeare were not a mere mask for another writer perhaps some stratfordian will tell us what else he could have done or left undone to make it appear that such was the part he was playing in addition to william shakespeare's own silence we must not overlook the complete silence of shakespeare's great contemporary edmund spencer in respect to everything shakespearean his reference to willie in his poem the tears of the muses it is very commonly agreed nowadays could not on account of its date have any reference to william shakespeare the only possible allusion to shakespeare which he makes is in fifteen ninety five in his poem colin clout's come home again that his Asian has anything to do with shakespeare is pure conjecture based upon the assumption that only shakespeare could deserve the high praise which spencer bestows upon the poet so designated when however in the following lines he places sir philip sidney first amongst the poets to whom he is alluding we cannot accept Asian as shakespeare 
that is to say as a poet inferior in spencer's judgment to sidney without discrediting spencer's judgment in other words we destroy the very grounds upon which we originally supposed that Asian is shakespeare in any case the allusion is only to shakespeare the poet whose poems might have reached spencer colin clout in ireland prior to his coming home if however we accept the date which spencer himself attaches to the dedication of the poem to sir walter raleigh namely fifteen ninety one it is evident that Asian could not be william shakespeare and could have no connection with the great shakespeare poems which were not published until fifteen ninety three and fifteen ninety four end of section eight